Hey, my name is Bill. And my name is Danny. And we are a, a couple, couple of park, park hoppers. hoppers. At Disney, there are so many meals, snacks, and treats to choose from. Some are fantastic, and some are, well, not so great. We're going to give you our list of Disney food that wasn't exactly magical. Right now. Let's, Let's hop, hop to it. it. We have a lot of uh, like good things on this list, but also not so good things. Yeah, I mean, as you heard in the open, we've tried a lot of things at Disney. We've tried a lot of food, a lot of snacks, a lot of sweet treats. A lot of savory treats. A lot of savory treats. A lot of yummy meals. But, you know, as positive as we try to be on this show, sometimes there are some things that we try to eat at Walt Disney World that are not so magical. And the, the thing about that is... We have the, you know, we have the opportunity when we want to go out and eat something to actually go to our favorite parks, whether it's Universal, Disney, uh, you know, we get to go to Disney Springs, City Walk, and try things instead of just going to, like, Chili's. And, right, you know, right. we like Chili's. Nothing wrong with Chili's. Shout out to Chili's. If you want to sponsor the show, please do. Yeah, we would love to be sponsored. Yes. We, love... we go to Chili's all the time. We love you. <laughs> we love your chicken enchilada you. soup. The 3 for 10 is the greatest thing ever invented. <laughs> it really is. Chicken enchilada soup and the, uh, the, the chicken Cajun pasta and... The drink. Man, I had that margarita chicken at. meal the other day. That looked good. It, it was so good. It was like one of the healthier meals, and it came with like some broccoli and some mashed... I got it with mashed potatoes, and I got to eat it for lunch the next day. Like, But we're not eating at Chili's today at this table. But we would every day if you sponsored us. <laughs> Please, Chili's, call us. Yeah, I want that baby back, baby, 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 back ribs. <laughs> Barbecue sauce. Barbecue sauce. <laughs> All right. Back to the subject at hand. Well, today where we're going to be eating at this table is we're going to be eating at Disney. Everything on our list is going to be from the Disney parks. What we're going to be talking about today is, I don't think, something we've really discussed before. No, no, we definitely haven't. We're actually going to be telling you what we don't like here. And if you've listened to our show before, which you probably have... You'll know that we like to be very honest with you guys. We don't like to sugarcoat things. We want to make sure that we're being critical. We don't live in a world where everything is rainbows and unicorns. Now, by no means would we never try the stuff on this list ever again. But we have tried everything on this list and did not enjoy our experience with it. And I would say we'd be, we would be hesitant to try some of these things again. Yeah, right. But we, we live in a world, never say never. Yeah. So we're going to go through these. And I would say that if you are thinking about trying these things, you know, take these, our, our opinions, with a grain of salt. Or sugar. Honestly, except for this first one. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I want to talk about this one first because this one was one that shocked me. The first time we tried it. And which one is that? That is going to be the green milk in yeah. Galaxy's Edge. Green milk. Sounds gross as is. But like blue or green milk doesn't, neither of those sound great. So if you're, if you're not familiar with Star Wars lore, um, Luke and his family drank blue milk in the original trilogy. And Luke actually drank green milk in the new trilogy. Um, they both came from 
space animals. But <laughs> space cows. <laughs> but on Galaxy's Edge, they're not they're not warm animal space milk. Yeah. They're kind of soft frozen, I think is the right term, where it's kind of like a slushy sort yeah. of. Um, it's not frozen and it's definitely not like liquid, like water. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's what's called soft frozen. And it comes in blue or green. And what are the flavors like on uh, the green milk? So the green milk is more of a citrusy flavor, and it has mandarin, passion fruit, orange, and orange blossom. But that sounds amazing. It does sound amazing. Now, when Danny and I moved down here, the first night we got to Florida, we went and got our annual passes, and we went to Galaxy's Edge. And did we try green milk that night or was it just the blue? So what happened was we actually got both. We got a blue milk and a green milk and you got the blue milk and I got the green milk. Yeah. And I'm the smart one. Well, I think we just wanted to try both, but sure. You're the smart one. And so what we ended up doing was we tried both and we both took like maybe like two sips of the green milk. And I actually ended up going back to the booth and saying, is there any way I can get a cup of the blue milk instead because it was so icky. Yeah. <laughs> so we both really enjoyed the blue milk. And the blue milk has hints of dragon, fruit, uh, pineapple, lime, and watermelon, which I don't taste any watermelon taste, in there. That sounds way worse. Yeah. That right? sounds way worse. Which is weird because citrus, mandarin, passion fruit, orange blossom sounds amazing. And then dragon, pineapple, <laughs> lime, watermelon sounds like what? <laughs> but the blue... The blue milk, I think, is really, really good. And I tried it recently with the rum. Is another uh, offering that they have? Mm-hmm. You can get it with or without rum. And with the rum, it was good too. However, like Danny said, the green milk was something that left a lot to be desired. Now, the thing about the green milk is, and Bill hit it on the head a while back when he described it. And I, I need to go a little bit more into detail. It tastes like what cat litter smells like but and (laughs) And then you're thinking like what so when i said that with my family when they visited the other day they were like ew and i was like i mean like the smell of like like potpourri like like the scent not like a poo poo litter box (laughs) (laughs) yeah not used cat litter (laughs) like fresh out of the bottle cat litter. i think they thought that i meant like you know like a a used litter box (laughs) it doesn't smell like pee and poop (laughs) (laughs) no it doesn't taste like that that would be awful no but i was trying to explain like it's that like fragrance almost like like a floral flagrance kind of yeah it it just it It just it didn't taste good and i will say that i did see on tiktok the other day on uh, disney parks tiktok that tom brady actually tried the blue milk and the green milk i knew i liked that tom brady guy and he said that he liked the blue milk yeah so that was the first thing. Um, here's the thing, guys. If you want to come here and get the full experience yeah. and try the green milk, try it. Have at it. Here, here's what I say. Always try the thing. Then you'll know whether you like it or not. I and I have the same mentality with my whole family does not like sushi. And I say, come to sushi and try it. And they're like, no, we've never had it. We don't like it. It's like, you definitely don't know if you don't like it because you've never had it. Right. Try it. If you don't like it, you don't like it, and you don't ever get it again. See, next time your family's here, we need to take them to Sukihana. Yeah, so that shout out Sukihana, sponsor us. <laughs> Not a sponsor yet. <laughs> Not a sponsor. Uh, but you know, someplace like there, you can like try things, but they also have like other stuff. Yeah. But my whole point was start with the blue milk. If you're gonna try one of them, if you're gonna try both of them, 
have at it, but don't say that we didn't warn you. Mm-hmm. So that is going to be the first thing off of our list. And we got a couple other good things, and some of them may be a little bit controversial. Oh, yeah. Now we this, love controversy. <laughs> <laughs> now, this next one, I don't think was controversial. Yeah, nope. This is one that when I was kind of looking at, because uh, I'll every once in a while look and see what the people out there like to say about snacks. This is one that a lot of people really don't like, but a lot of these are sold, and these are turkey legs. The rumor has it that about 2 million turkey legs are sold at the Disney parks every year. Which is crazy. That's a lot of turkeys. That's a lot of legless turkeys. That's 500,000 turkeys, right? Wow. No, it's a million turkeys. A million turkeys. (laughs) Turkeys walking on four legs. (laughs) The hell planet am I from? Four-legged turkeys. (laughs) Hey, you know what? Happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) Well, I mean, they have wings. I think that's where you were thinking. Yeah, but that's not a turkey. Wings and legs, yeah. But um, turkey legs. So here's the thing, guys. Turkey leg looks kind of good. What? You don't think it looks good? I think the fact that it looks it's red and it it's just it looks gross to me. Okay. So when I was growing up, we went to a place called Six Flags Fiesta, Texas. Okay. And the turkey legs at Six Flags are so good. Sure. Like I used to get them and just like that would be like my meal for the day. I would just like gnaw on it. Okay. But the other day, like a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago, I guess. Um, I had a turkey leg and it was so sad. Like these turkey legs, first off, they're pretty expensive. They're round out around ten dollars. Um, they're very greasy. Apparently it has enough salt for like six days worth of sodium yeah, or something like that's that. Nasty. And the thing is it's not flavorful enough to warrant that. Yeah. So on top of that, you're eating in the Florida sun. You're just starting to feel like greasy. They just look red, dry, and gross. Yeah. Personally. So I'm going to say that this is another thing we would not recommend at the parks. It seem, I know a lot of people seem to like it because it feeds a lot of people. There's like a ton of meat it on does? there. Yeah. There's a lot I, of meat on there. You eat it with a fork? I mean, you just all gnaw uh, on it no, together. No, that's not what we do. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I don't pass a turkey leg off to somebody else to to eat it with me. But haven't you seen like in the parks people walking around with like two turkey legs yeah. in like a plastic bag? That's like so nasty. Like they're just wa- <laughs> they're just walking around. <laughs> 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 they literally like people really like these. But just from more recent experience, I would say that this is something I would be very very hesitant to get again. Yeah. Um, jumping way down our list just because of the reaction that we had to that turkey leg and the noise that I just made. The Oh, no, I know where you're going with this. <laughs> we're going to jump over to Disney Springs, and we're going to go visit Paradiso 37, which is in uh, over by Town Center Boulevard oh, no. at Disney Springs. And it is a Mexican restaurant that also has an outdoor bar uh, with some seating. It's really nice to sit there during the day, and it's it's shady, and you can people watch, and it's it's fun. Um, but during happy hour, they have margaritas for seven dollars. They used to be five. They used to be five, but they're seven now, which is still a steal for <clears throat> for a Disney margarita, considering you pay you know eleven to sixteen or seventeen dollars at Epcot for a margarita. Yeah, absolutely. Um, here's the issue: they are margaritas from a tap, which is the craziest thing in the world. They're not shaken, they're not stirred, they're not nothing by the bartender. They're just poured into a cup of ice, and you know, when it, when in Disney you see a seven dollar margarita, you're gonna have one. Right. Uh, one night, Danny and I were there. 
And we didn't have just one. We didn't have just two. We had at least three. And I will say that we did kind of start our night. We Ubered down to Disney Springs. We yeah. wanted to celebrate. Yeah. We were in the mood to have, you know, have some drinks, have some food. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure we had like three margaritas. Yeah. Like and I don't we didn't have that many. And when I tell you that they like NFL style kicked us in the butt. Oh my gosh. Those margaritas hit you fast. And I'm not sure what's in them. I don't want to know what's in them. Maybe it's cheap tequila, maybe it's arsenic. You know, arsenic maybe. <laughs> but we both got very sick. I'm just kidding. It's not arsenic. Well, here's the thing. You you got sick that night. Yeah. I went with one of my friends another night, my friend Kat. Yeah. And I came home and I got sick. And now we're we're not saying that there's stuff in the margaritas that make you sick. They they just have a lot of alcohol in them that they and they taste pretty good, but they hit you like a ton of bricks. So be careful. They do pack a punch. They're they're tasty and they're sneaky strong. So make sure that if you do have margaritas at Paradiso 37, that you are aware of your tolerance and where you are at in the night. Yeah. Because like I like we said, they pack a punch and um, I would definitely be hesitant to have them again just because. You just don't know. I'm in my mid-30s. I can't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's jump back over to Epcot and talk about another margarita that you tried oh, that man. everyone was telling you to try. And what did you think of this one? Okay. So we're going to talk about the avocado margarita. So if you are in any Disney Facebook groups where people love to talk about their experiences and you know chit-chat about different things... One thing that I saw for years and years was the avocado margarita is the bee's knees. Every time I go to Epcot, I have to have an avocado margarita. And for me, I was like, oh, like I like things like avocado ranch. Like avocado has a really good like um, it has a way of being able to mix. It has like good. it's, It's really like light. It has a healthy fat in it. I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds amazing. Guacamole is amazing. Yeah. There's all sorts of things that avocado is mixed with that is good. It just adds to it. So I was I was ready for this margarita. <clears throat> so we went with my family back in December. And you do have to go inside into the bar in Mexico to go get that margarita. And I had this avocado margarita. And one... It wasn't very strong. <laughs> so it had the opposite problem of the margarita that we sure. talked about earlier. It's pre-made. Oh, no, it was, they made it in front of us. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh, okay. Um, you would think that from me saying that. Where did that, you get it, by so, the way? Like when you have to go in and order it. Was it in La Cava del Tequila inside the Mexican restaurant? Yes. Okay. Most of those are pre-made. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think so. I, it, he looked like he, like they put it in the blender and everything. Huh. Yeah. And so they, um, and it's like a... It was frozen? Yeah, it's like oh, a $15 okay. margarita, something gotcha. like that. And so they, you know, they made me the margarita and I tried it and I was like, why does this taste so like lackluster? Like if the margarita had a sound attached to it, it would have been... Wah, wah. <laughs> and so I drank my margarita and everybody around me had their margarita and they were like, yeah, we're at Epcot. And I'm like... We're at Epcot, <laughs> so sad with this margarita. And I finished it, and it was just kind of like a bummer. 
and I don't understand why people like it. Now, here's the thing. Would I try it again if somebody was like, you have to try it again? It's my favorite thing. Like, it must have been a fluke. Here's one on me. Yeah, here's <laughs> one on me. <laughs> Go ahead and try it. I, I would try it again. However, I would be very hesitant because there's so many better drinks at Epcot. And there's like so many better margaritas just in Mexico. Yeah. So, but this is one that a lot of people talk about. And I was like, either y'all don't know what a good margarita is or I, I or I just got a fluke margarita. So that's what I have to say about <laughs> that margarita. Um, so it's safe to say you didn't enjoy it. No. And I would be hesitant to try it again. Gotcha. Uh, one thing that we would be hesitant to try again, we're going to fly over to Old Key West Resort to Olivia's Cafe, and we were told by a million people to go try the Southern Fried Chicken at Olivia's Cafe at Old Key West. And so, when at Old Key West, you go to Olivia's. And we went over there, and it was a great little place. I love this, the scheme of Old Key West. It's very light blue and very like beachy. Yeah. And I, I love the resort. It's awesome. Um, but we went to Olivia's and the experience was okay. But I found the southern fried chicken with the, the white, you know, the southern gravy that comes with it. I found that to be incredibly bland. And here's the thing, guys. We actually went here on a day off we had together and wanted to do something special and fun. Yeah. One beautiful thing about living here is if we don't have plans to go to a park, we don't have plans to do something, you know, else fun, or we don't have something that we need to do like grocery shopping or other things that unfortunately Life. we have to do as adults. Yeah. Um, you know, we like to make reservations and try new things. And so we actually went out of our way to go to Olivia's. We made reservations. We were excited about it because everybody was like, oh, you have to try it. Yeah, we went to go have lunch one day. And, you know, this this meal was just very, you know, just, I guess meh. it was very bland. Yeah. That's the biggest thing that we walked away with because, like, sorry, I mean, I was just going to say the meal was just very bland. Everything about that experience was just bland yeah and it was pricey for what it was yeah um this i believe the southern fried chicken dish was like 23 or 24 dollars yeah if i remember right um but uh, you know like the chicken was cooked well but like the the breading had very little seasoning and the gravy was very bland uh the potatoes weren't terrible um from what i remember but overall the dish was just not for us not worth trying again and i kid you not i'm not exaggerating here I've had 10 times better Southern Fried stuff from Cracker Barrel. Yeah, I would 100% agree with that. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoy the uh, Southern Fried or the Chicken Fried Steak from uh, from Cracker Barrel. I would get that 15 times out of 10 over this chicken dish from Olivia's. Now, this is another place that people like swear up and down by. Right, yeah. So... I would be hesitant to go there again, but if somebody did want to take us there, like if some one of our friends was like, oh my gosh, I need to try Olivia's, I wouldn't, you know. I, I would tell them not to get the Southern Fried Chicken. I wouldn't fight them on yeah. it. Yeah, but I would also go back and try something else if somebody wanted to go there, like Danny said, because they do have more stuff on the menu, but the two, the two of us both had the Southern Fried Chicken and it was, you know, meh. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, the, sometimes people just don't agree with everything and that's yeah. okay. No, everybody has different tastes. Now, there's something that you and I 
speaking of different tastes, kind of disagreed on, but I wanted to put this on the list. And what was that? Um, we're going to go over to Magic Kingdom. We're going to take the bus over to Magic Kingdom All right. and grab a LeFou's brew in Fantasyland. Gaston's Tavern. Yes. Um, tell us why you don't like it. So LeFou's brew. The first time I tried a LeFou's brew, and if you guys don't know, LeFou is Gaston's little friend. Yeah. He, he's his hype man. And if you watch any of the movies, um, they're all, they all usually have like brews and like beers and stuff. Yeah. And so what they um, have at this at Gaston's Tavern is LeFou's Brew, where you can get it in the, like a little plastic stein, or you can just buy it in a cup. And it's actually like frozen apple juice is basically what it is. Yeah, it's very interesting. Now, um, and I know it has other flavors in it, but the first time I went there, I was actually really excited to try this because I thought this was going to kind of be like the Disney's version of Butterbeer. Um, and so what LeFou's brew actually made me feel like was there's really nothing to this. It's too sweet. Um, it was kind of hard to get through and it was way too frozen. So, um, you, it looks like you've got a description. Yeah. The official description of LeFou's brew is a no sugar added frozen apple juice with a hint of toasted marshmallow topped with an all natural passion fruit mango foam. Hmm. I just didn't love this. And I know I was telling you before, the way that I feel about this is back in the day when we went to Universal Studios, they I tried a butterbeer for the first time. It was too sweet. It had just had too much sugar in it. Um, it was just really hard to get through. And then when we moved here and went back to Universal and had a butterbeer, it was so good. They actually reconfigured the entire butterbeer recipe. And for me, I feel like LeFou's brew reminds me of when I had butter beer before they changed it. Like it just wasn't very good. And I think that they have something that could be a must have when you go to Magic Kingdom. It's hot. You want something frozen. What What do you want? Get a LeFou's brew. It's delicious. It'll cool you off. It just hits the spot, but it just doesn't do that. And I find that... It was very sweet. Kind of a bummer. Yeah. So... I, I, That's I would, a great point about the, the butterbeer and how that got better. Less sweet was, was better. Yeah. Well, the thing about butterbeer is if I can get a butterbeer, like if we're, you know, not trying to, you know, bang out all these rides, if we're going to kind of hang out for a couple minutes, I will absolutely get a butterbeer. But I don't feel that way about LeFou's Brew. I've tried it before. I hope they change the formulation. Sure. So... That's how I feel about it. What about you? Um, yeah, I completely agree with you. I wouldn't go out of my way to get it, but I didn't hate it, um, but I didn't love it. But it sounds like you uh, you didn't exactly like it at all. I just want, like, when I get excited about trying something, I, I feel like I just take it, like, really hard when it's not sure. something that I want to have again. Yeah. But maybe I just hold some of these things up to too high of a standard. Absolutely. So we're going to head over to Animal Kingdom, and right along the same lines, we're going to go over to Pongu Pongu, which is right next to Flight of Passage and uh, the Satuli Canteen, which is arguably the best quick service restaurant on property. Yeah. Um, we're going to get a drink called the Night Blossom, and uh, we had this one day. We were over there. Uh, we had uh, the Night Blossom has layers of apple and dessert pear limeade topped with passion fruit boba balls. Now, Danny was talking about the LeFou's, LeFou's brew being extremely sweet. This 
might have been the sweetest drink I've ever had in my life. Yeah, it was so like shockingly sweet. It was so sweet that I almost couldn't drink it, and the passion fruit boba balls actually made it less sweet. So it kind of saved it a little bit. But the I don't know what apple and dessert pear limeade is made from, but it literally tastes like liquefied sweet tarts. I will say that um, first off, I remember I was like, we need to finish this because it was like $6. Yeah. And second, I feel like if you are drinking in, like putting alcohol in that, that is like the perfect combination for a terrible hangover. Oh, yeah. So much sugar. Like, um, yeah, they do also serve it alcoholic called the Rum Blossom, and it's with uh, Bacardi Superior Rum in that same drink we just described. I'm I'm hungover just hearing that. <laughs> like, but ouch. like this was like, like you know you know that feeling when you drink like real lemonade, like when it's real sour. Yes. Or if you eat like a handful of sweet tarts, like that bitter sour taste. You said that, and my mouth started watering. Ew, I don't gross. know why. Wipe yourself off. <laughs> Um, uh, but but like that taste of sweet tarts is so defined like yeah. in my brain but this was like literal liquefied sweet tarts and it was so sour and so bitter and i just did not enjoy that at all i do want to kind of piggyback off of that when you said that in my brain i was like oh my mouth is watering because of sweet tarts uh-huh. um usually if like i don't eat sweet tarts very often but if i have like one you know like you pop one maybe two in your mouth at a time yeah this drink reminded me of putting like the whole package in your <laughs> mouth and, yeah. and just gnawing on it and then maybe you're just puckering your face the entire time while you're drinking and it. And then like throwing apple juice down your throat to yeah. wash it down. Ugh. That's exactly what it reminded me of. I will say that this one, even though we are hesitant to have it, if you like kids who like really sweet stuff. Oh, they'll they'll enjoy the heck out of that. That's definitely one that I would try for kids, but it was just way too sweet they'll be like little mexican jumping beans after eating that though they'll be bouncing all over the place <laughs> yes <laughs> um so yeah i would hard pass for me on getting uh, a night blossom ever again uh it was very sweet and just could not uh could not really enjoy that uh, on that on that day that we got it well i have one that i really want to pass on but i know one that you actually really enjoy okay now this is one that is actually one something that you can't find all the time at the parks and this is an ursula themed drink that you can get at halloween and it's called poor unfortunate souls float now this uh you could get at magic kingdom during halloween and i actually if i don't quite remember what was in it do you want to talk about that one uh let me look it up real quick but it was i remember it being uh, cream cheese soft serve that was colored like purple like like ursula's um person <laughs> yes like her yes um and then there was there was coca-cola underneath it i don't drink regular coke i don't like regular There's coke like it's chi- way too sweet for me um so i put diet coke underneath it um and then there was something else in there i'm trying to remember I think what it, was it was like a cherry something but if while you look it up um i'm going to talk a little bit about what that means so usually if you come to Disney during a holiday, you will find holiday-themed snacks, drinks, meals, all of the above in different areas. So if you ever visit during a holiday, you want to make sure that you're keeping your eye out because you never know what kind of yummy treat, snack, meal you might get to try that wasn't there before. 
and may not be there the next time you get here. So it was cream cheese, soft serve, black raspberry syrup, and Coke. Um, and it was served at the Villains After Hours event for a couple of years. Uh, and then it was actually made uh, for the uh, the Halloween season when the parks reopened uh, right. in 2020. So tell me what you thought about this. I really liked the soft serve. I thought that was really interesting. Like cream cheese soft serve sounds kind of gross, but I thought the soft serve was really, really good. However, when you got down to the Coke, and I love Diet Coke, and it's my caffeine fix. When you got down to the Coke, mixing the soft serve into the Coke, I thought it turned turn nasty. I did not like the mix of the two. Um, I love them both separately, but I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't get this again unless I could just get like the soft serve itself in a cup. So I actually tried this because you got it and you liked it, and yeah. I was like, I first off don't like soda. There I'm not a big fan of carbonation. So, but I was like, I'll try a bite of it, and I tried a bite of everything together, and I was like, blech. and then I tried just the cream cheese soft serve, and I was like still blah it just was not not up my alley at all and i mean usually with things like ice cream i i'm I'm usually like oh you know that's pretty good sometimes you get things like the arendelle aqua ice cream oh delightful which i mean i hope to see that come back someday but i mean this I would personally be hesitant to have i would pick something else while you enjoyed your poor unfortunate souls float <laughs> Um, one thing that's going to be a little controversial, and I do know there's a lot of um, online Disney personalities, like our friend Alicia Stella, who really, really, really likes Pizza Rizzo for some reason. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, girl. The, the pizza that they have at Pizza Rizzo and the same pizza they have at Pizza Fari, and I can't remember what other places serve this circular pizza that's mostly crust. It's like anywhere that, like... That has like quick serve yeah. pizza that isn't flatbread, but it's it's the it's the circle pizza that we're talking about, not the flatbread, because the flatbread is actually pretty good. We get it at Pinocchio Village House all the time. Yeah, um, but the circular pizza, the ones they have at Pizza Fari and Pizza Rizzo, no more for me. I think it's very very boring, very bland, and considering they they charge you about twelve bucks for it, um, yeah, it's a hard pass for me. I just don't think it's worth that kind of money. And it's definitely not the best pizza on Disney property. Well, here's the thing. When we've gone over to Pizza Rizzo, um, I mean, the pizza, I mean, at the very end of the day, in a pinch, it would be food. Like, if I was really hungry, I would yeah, eat it. sure. Um, however, like, at some place like Pizza Rizzo, that um, meatball sub was way better. Yeah, the meatball sub is good there. Uh, but any place you can get that pizza, it's just, it's it's... Blah. It's it's <laughs> well, it's fluffy bread is what it yeah. is, with like some cheese and meat that's all slid into the middle of the pizza. Right. So you're you're probably looking at like what, thirty percent pizza, seventy five percent bread is what I'm. That's one hundred and five percent, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody can't math today. Thirty <laughs> percent pizza and seventy five percent bread. Thirty percent. Where'd that extra five percent come from? Bread. You knucklehead. It's so. Many 
much bread that I gave them. <laughs> you gave it an extra 5%. <laughs> My brain hurts from doing all that math today. <laughs> I can't math today. I can't. I, you know, I actually wrote on a piece of paper earlier today. I said, I can't math. Please send help. <laughs> <laughs> That was by myself. Oh, so man. apparently I really can't math. Please really send help. That's really funny. Now, there is something else um, that I would really like to bring up because it is something that a lot of people say to try. And we tried it recently. And I would be hesitant to try this again. Now, we're going to go over to Epcot and we're going to go and try the school bread. Yes, uh, Disney Food Blog specifically has mentioned how much that AJ, the person who hosts the videos, really likes uh, the school bread. And so because of her recommendation, and we are are avid followers of the channel, we decided to go try it one night. And what did you think of it? So I got the school bread. I know we were here with um, our friend Steve and he got something, and you got something different. Yeah, I got a thing called apple cocky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's how you say it, but it was like apple <laughs> apple cock <laughs> or something like that. And it was really good. It was like an apple, um, like a like an apple pastry. It was excellent from Norway. It was very weird looking, but when you guys tried a snack, I was like, oh well, let me see if I could like. So it means apple cake is what it means. I, I, I figured that much. Apple cake. There, that's right there. Apple cake. <laughs> it's E P L E K A K E, but it's apple cake. Well, you guys tried the apple cake, and he tried something else, and then I tried the school bread. And school bread is basically what it sounds like. It's I I, I believe it's served to kids in Norway sure. for lunch. Okay. Um, and or in some form of a meal for them, and it's bread custard. And it has, um, what am I trying to think? Coconut on it, Mm -hmm. coconut shavings. And it has like a little spice in the bread. And I was like, hmm, I like all of those things. And some people say this is like the best thing ever. So I got to try it. And honestly, it was not good. I didn't enjoy the the bite that I have out of it. And I like custard and I like coconut flavor. And bread. Who doesn't like bread? Right. Uh, unless you're on keto. Um, but People the, on keto the, like bread. They just don't have it. <laughs> well, yeah, you can't have it right. if you're on keto. Um, but it just, the three together were not a great combination. I was just very like, I ate it and I was like, hmm, this is not exactly what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. But here, here is another great example of try the thing. Because some people rave about this. Yeah. Um, everybody in our group wasn't, we just weren't fans of it. So that is something that I would be hesitant to try again. Um, we have, we still have a couple more things on our list. We're going to keep going here. We're almost done, but we do have one item that was very highly regarded on a lot of the YouTube stuff that we watch. And, uh, before it was available at Cheshire Cat Cafe, right as you, uh, exit, uh, Main Street and heading into uh, New Fantasyland over by Winnie the Pooh and the Teacups. And this item is now available, I believe, at Cosmic Rays or the Lunching Pad when it's open. Right. Um, and that is the Cheshire Cattail. And it's a puff pastry twisted with chocolate and drizzled with pink and purple icing. Uh, it sounds really good. It looks really good. And we may have just had a bad experience because I think if it was fresh, it would have been much better. 
but this one, the one that we had, felt like it sat under the warmer for a while. It was just kind of hard and not fresh tasting. Um, By a while, you mean like three days. Yeah. And it just, it was not enjoyable for my first time having the Cheshire Cattail, and it made me not want to get another one. But now that, you know, it's been a couple of months since we tried it, I think I would try another fresh one, but it was very, very chocolatey. I didn't like that at all. Um, That was one thing that when I look at that, I see the icing, and I think that's like, it looks to me almost like a vanilla icing. And it was chocolate. The The top was chocolate, right? Yeah. Yep. And, and there was the, chocolate and, in it, too. And the, there was chocolate in it. And I like chocolate in bits and pieces, but not that much chocolate. Like, I bit into it, and I was like, oh, no. what? This is not what I expected it to be. You know you know that uh, when you melt down chocolate chips, it has that consistency, almost like a, like a rough consistency? Yeah. That's what it tasted like. It tasted like there was chocolate chips inside there that were like completely melted it down. It might have been. Now, let me ask you this. Um, would you, you said you would like to try this again. Now, just from the first time we tried it, did you like the flavors? I like the flavors. The chocolate was overpowering. I think I'd need like a glass of milk or something <laughs> if, I need, if I was going to have this again. Hi, it's 90 um, degrees outside. Could I please get a glass of milk? Well, with if you're my... sitting inside. Yeah, that is true. So, um, but I would definitely like to try it again if it was fresh. But the one day that we had it, it was not good. Yeah, honestly, for me personally, this was way too chocolatey. Like, I just, I didn't like the flavors personally. Yeah. So this is one thing I would not try again. Um, but I think that that's, I mean, you know, you, you win some, you lose some. Yeah. I just, I feel like the the coloring of the Cheshire Cat tail is very misleading. Like, it looks vanilla and it was chocolate. Yeah. Psych. <laughs> Now, speaking of coloring and being misleading, let's talk about Disney cupcakes. For oh, now. goodness gracious. Now, these things are beautiful. The people who make them are magicians. Artists. Like they're yes. artists. That's an even better word to use. They make these cupcakes that are so incredible looking. But when it comes to that kind of stuff, usually they don't taste the best. And in our experience trying cupcakes at Disney, they have not tasted the best. So the thing about the cupcakes is, like Bill was saying, they are absolutely beautiful. The Disney artists make them extremely Instagrammable. As soon as they come out with a new cupcake, you, you know, you'll see people posing with it, taking photos of it, all of that stuff. However, I will say that most of the time there's too much icing. Yes. So... For us, that's a little too much for us. However, if you guys enjoy icing and you enjoy like a cupcake that's just usually like cupcake and like a ton of icing, you know, you may like Disney cupcakes. I will say, however, as a side note, um, if you go to Sprinkles in downtown Disney or in Disney Springs, sorry, that just pops out all the time. You're going to call it MGM Studios (laughs) next? Gosh. It's always MGM Studios in my heart. Oh, please. Um, that if you go to Sprinkles, their cupcakes are excellent. So they have like the they're the place that has the cupcake ATM. Yeah. And I actually really like their cupcakes. Can you overdraw on that ATM? <laughs> <laughs> Too many cupcakes? What are overdraft fees? Mini cupcakes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but um yeah, so I would say, you know, use your best judgment if you think that 
you see a cupcake that has a ton of icing on it, then, and you, you're not a big icing fan, then use your best judgment as pretty as it's going to be. I would definitely, you know, lean towards not getting the cupcake. Now we're going to hit our penultimate item on our list of things that we probably wouldn't try again. But if you forced our hand, maybe we would. (laughs) Um, But one thing that I used to love, love at Epcot, it was like my, if you go have drinks at Epcot, this was my food item that I would always want to get if there wasn't a festival going on. Sure. And this was the beef noodle dish from uh, Lotus Blossom in China. And it was so good. The noodles were so perfectly cooked. The sauce was amazing. The beef was soft. And it was just, it went so well together. And the last time I went to Lotus Blossom, they no longer offered the noodles as an option. Now they offer the Mongolian beef with rice, which is vastly inferior. And so I personally would not get the uh, the Mongolian beef dish again at Lotus Blossom in the China Pavilion with rice until they bring back the noodles because that was like the best thing that they had outside of the festivals at Epcot, in my opinion. I mean, personally, I really like, I f- always forget what it's called, but they have like a burrito bowl in Mexico that's my go-to. Okay, yeah. And so I love anything at the Mexico Pavilion. It's so good. But um, also, usually if you're at Epcot, there's a ton to eat. Yeah. So there's if, almost always a festival going on. If there's something that you don't think you're going to like at Epcot, move to the next thing that you think you might like because there's so much yummy food at Epcot. Absolutely. Now, the last thing that we want to talk about... Controversy. (laughs) That's one that I would say uh, we haven't had in a long time, but we actually own some of these things. So when I'm saying we're owning some of these things, we actually have multiple popcorn buckets at our house. Yes, I was wondering where you're going with that. (laughs) You're like, we own... We own popcorn stands? (laughs) Welcome to... If we own Disney popcorn stands, we'd be retiring right now. Welcome to Park Hopper Popcorn Stand. (laughs) That's a lot of peas. (laughs) Lots of peas. Uh, Pop those peas into the microphone. Pop those peas. Um, But one thing that we... Or the things that we don't like to pop into our mouths is that popcorn. And um, a lot of people really, really love Disney popcorn. I personally have always found Disney popcorn to be a little too much for me on a Florida day. Sure. Now, the great thing about the popcorn, if you're visiting Disney, is most people really like it because you get a popcorn bucket and then you get refills for a lot more affordable, a lot cheaper. Yeah, the refills are $2. So, and I believe currently they you just have to show them your popcorn bucket. They're mm-hmm. not filling up your personal popcorn bucket due to everything that's going on right now. Yeah, they basically give you one of those little cardboard popcorn things to dump into your bucket. Right. Now, um, it is very buttery. It's very salty. You get a lot of it. That's what you want from popcorn. Buttery right. and salty. Right. But do you want it when it's 95 degrees not out? Not exactly. Um, it's kind honestly, it kind of makes me lean the same way as the turkey leg. Sure. That it's a little too much walking around a theme park. I feel like when it's cooler outside, it's okay for popcorn. Um, I would say I would probably lean away from having this as my choice as a Disney snack when we visit. Yeah, um, I'm not a big popcorn person in general. I do enjoy some of the other kinds of popcorn that they have. There's a gourmet popcorn cart over by uh, Journey into Imagination with Figment over at Epcot, which is currently not open right now. Uh, the popcorn cart, that is. Um, they had uh, There was like a buffalo popcorn. There was like a, a cream cheese and chive popcorn. And I can't remember the third one. 
but I had it with my friend Tony who works for uh, laughingplace.com. Check them out. Um, we had it one day and it was really, really good. And then you uh, were told about a, uh, another flavored popcorn over at Epcot in Germany, right? Yes, the caramel popcorn. Um, friend of the show, Karina, um, she actually, her and David are getting married this week. Yeah, congratulations, guys. And I believe that one of the things they're going to be having at their wedding is that caramel popcorn. Yeah, they're having a Disney wedding. Yeah. Lucky ducks. Yes, it's going to be very magical. But she actually introduced me to the uh, caramel popcorn the last time I was there with her. I was like, oh my gosh, it's so good. So now I'm just like dying for you to try it the next time i go yeah so some popcorn is good but the ones that they serve at all the popcorn stands throughout the parks is is a lot for uh for a hot summer day uh when you're trying to stay cool and hydrated you know buttery and salty isn't usually your best option um but you can't really you know you can't really get a better bang for your buck than those popcorn refills yeah. if you're looking for a snack but popcorn is just so popcorn you can just kind of get it anywhere and not really need to get at disney yeah well here's the thing when you go to disney doesn't matter what kind of snack you get doesn't matter what kind of meal you get um it doesn't matter what you bring in with you all that matters is that you are enjoying yourself you're making those right decisions and we want to make sure that you guys um are able to make those right decisions so that you guys have the most magical time there's nothing more disappointing than going and filling up on something that wasn't quite as delicious as you wanted it to be. So um, in this episode, we kind of let you guys know, hey, I would tread lightly if you could decide to have these And remember, things. those are our opinions. Yeah, take it with a grain of salt. Try everything, but then develop an opinion of your own. Yes, and if there is something on this list that you guys have tried and you completely disagree with us, reach out to us. Call us on, out. Call us out. Let us know. <laughs> and if there's something we, we missed, let us know about that too. But make sure that for everything, take it with a grain of salt, but always try the thing. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all other podcast platforms. Be sure to follow at Park Hopper Show on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and now join over 10,000 people following us on TikTok. Again, keep an eye out on all of our social media platforms for an announcement regarding our first live show. For easy access to all our content and to visit our merchandise store, visit a couple of parkhoppers.com. And until next time, we'll, we'll see, see you around, around the, the parks. parks.